With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. So to give you an idea of how sold Adam Malnati is on Joe Flacco, he's wearing an elite hoodie sweatshirt. Hey, actually, am I sort of now? Can, can I wait a minute? Let me explain. That's not fair. First of all, second of all, the, the colors are are sort of right as well because it's purple. Because that's the. School colors, our school colors are purple, and, and I'm, I feel a little on the spot here. That's messed up. Our eighth grade team is the Elite Eight. Very original, right? Nobody's ever thought of saying something like that for the eighth graders in their school. I don't know where this person who came up with it came up with it. Welcome to March Madness, I suppose. But yes, this is our, I am wearing an Elite 8 shirt. You, you forgot the 8 that's in purple that's harder for you to see. I get it. And Joe's going to wear 5. He's Elite 5. That doesn't. That's not alliteration. There's no There's no flow to that. There's, there's nothing poetic. And, and I'm not, I, I don't even want to get into the debate about whether or not he's Elite. I, do, I can't believe you started like that. Just plopped it out there and expected it to perform i mean i did and it did yeah it did and i'm totally i was totally flustered 
totally you were caught off guard. I was just like John Fox. I was I was John Foxed. So I think you could you could say you outfoxed me there. I did. So I think this is a good point to to talk about where that catchphrase comes from because there are people who brought up that they wondered why we say it and where it comes from. And it is an actual John Fox quote. The only thing that we changed is we changed flop to plop. John Fox said, flop it out there. We made it better like Gary Kubiak when John Fox was fired. We were Gary Kubiak and we made it better. We did. You know, plop has several connotations uh there's the the horse dropping sound of of the plop of the manure uh and then and then other connotations that you can certainly read into it as well um i don't know if i like the comparison to gary kubiak because it almost means we have to be replaced by vance joseph at some point i i mean that's not good well just in the sense that we made something john fox had we just made it better we, we made it better it's not that we're gonna go away although some people would be happy about that who, but who are those people if you're one of those people that wants us to go away go ahead and tweet at us just just throw it out there at ian st Clair at adam all 16 throw me a tweet that says you'd like me to go away i just i'm curious who you are and i'm not going to i appreciate that <laughs> but it it so that's where it comes from. And I want to know, I asked a couple of people on Twitter. We had a listener say that he would love it if we did a shirt. That's right. That just plop it out there and expect it to perform. I want to know to all the listeners around the world, would you want that shirt? I want to know, should we go with breaking tea? Should I make the pitch to breaking tea and say, there's a market for this. Let's do it plop it out there and expect it to perform because MHR radio we could actually plop it out there and expect it to perform and that would be cool so it would be so i'm plopping it out there and asking everyone else should it perform yeah i like i think i think it's a great question you know and um i think it's a i think it's a fun saying we've had a lot of fun with it if people want that on a shirt and they'd buy it i think that's great i think that'd be very cool um but let's Let's pivot. Let's pivot to the the term elite because Joe Flacco called himself elite. I think that's really where that came from. But today, which is Wednesday, March 20th, is a day of remembrance. It's an anniversary of the announcing and the introduction of Peyton Manning as the Broncos' next starting quarterback what seven years ago is that right did i get the number right seven oh the great number seven there i like how that worked out that's why we're talking about it which which is why we're talking about it absolutely and you know you you brought it up and i guess i'll, I'll go ahead and, and jump in first on it it was one of those things i remember the build up to uh, or i guess maybe we should call it the chase there was a there was a chase for peyton manning i remember arizona was was in on Peyton Manning. I remember he was, you know, he was visiting different teams and he was having different, you know, different GMs were coming to him and talking to him. And as I, as I recall, this was the reason I got on Twitter 
because I wanted to be able to follow what was going on in real time. And Twitter was the quickest way to get information from, you know, different reporters and, and different bloggers who, who knew what was going on and things like that. And that is why I followed Twitter. And then to have Peyton Manning be introduced, that that era of Bronco football is one of the best eras in football history, period, for any franchise. And as, as a, a lifelong fan, to me, that was one of those things that it was fun to watch them chase him down. And when they finally introduced him as the next starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos, that was a great moment. That was a great moment in Broncos history. It's one of those things that we will, as fans, never forget because of what it led to. The, the greatest offense in the history of the game, uh, and then eventually the greatest defense in, in the history of the game, or one of the greatest, that goes on to win a Super Bowl and and allows him to ride off into the sunset, a la John Elway, sort of. You know, the same sort of, you know, a player helped carry him over across the finish line as well. I think it was a great story, and it was it all sort of started seven years ago today. I think what I remember is, obviously, I was over the moon because at the time I was the features writer for the Wyoming Tribune Eagle in Cheyenne, and I wrote the column that ran <clears throat> on the front page of the newspaper that next day when he when it came out that he was going to sign with the Broncos. So that was a couple of days before he was introduced in that news conference. But I, I'll never forget my lead. When John Elway got the news, he T-bowed. And I think everyone who got the news T-bowed because that was the end of Tim Tebow. And But there was still that, that, that pause. There was that optimistic, but it was, yeah, but we don't know because there was still that unknown about his neck. And not until that first game against Pittsburgh to open the season did did we finally know that the sheriff was indeed back. But I think about that moment, it wasn't just Peyton Manning being introduced as the next head coach or the, the, the next quarterback of the Denver Broncos and all that would come with it. I mean, because it, it was a fun, a magical, historical ride that he took Broncos country on. But it was also the the images of Pat Bolin still being there and John Elway being there. And it just, it brings, it brings fans back to a time that they, especially the younger ones, wished that they could have stayed in. And we were fortunate because we grew up with John Elway. So we had both John Elway and then Peyton Manning. And that's going to lead into where we go next. And but between our last show and this one, Joe Flacco was introduced as the next quarterback of the Denver Broncos. He had his news conference after the bomb cyclone. So it would have been last Friday. Yep, last Friday. What stood out to me was how confident he is how poised he is, and how you can tell he's been the guy. You can tell he has been the guy. And others have mentioned this, and I said this in the horse tracks that I wrote on Sunday. When you compare that to Case Keenum's first news conference as the guy, you didn't get that sense. 
it was awkward. It felt weird. And I'm not, I'm not saying that this is going to lead to success. I'm not saying that Joe, Joe Flacco is going to have a similar run that Peyton Manning had, although he is two years younger than Peyton Manning, and he isn't coming off the neck surgery, a neck injury that right. kept him out a whole year. But I like the fact that he is confident, that he's determined, and that he's been the guy, and he wants to be the guy. I think the, the quote that will stick out for me is that he wants to show the organization, but more importantly, his teammates, that he's the guy. Yeah. And I, I, to me, that's the first step. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that the excitement around Joe Flacco is not the same as the excitement that was that was sort of fl- you know flying around with Peyton Manning and even even with the sort of apprehension of what was going on with Peyton Manning's neck and and that injury and everything it it was still Peyton F and Manning right I mean it was PFM and so having having sort of that that hope that he brought with him is a lot different than what you're seeing with with Joe Flacco. I, I don't have uh, a, a decision made one way or the other about do I think this is a good move or a bad move. I, th- I think it's a it's a better move than Case Keenum was. I think it's an improvement at the quarterback position. How great of an improvement I don't know. But there is a sense of when you watch when you watch people and you can see how they act and you can see how they carry themselves and the way that they. Uh, present themselves. I think you're right. Case Keenum presented himself as a nice guy who um, seemed somewhat sure of himself, but wasn't quite sure of his place, right? And knew he had something to prove. And sometimes when you when you get that mixed in with a guy that's just kind of a nice guy, they don't know how to carry themselves. They don't know how to do it. And and he struggled. And and let's let's be real about it. Not all of Case Keenum's struggles last year were Case Keenum's problems. There were a lot of things going on with this football team. But it was very clear that it wasn't a good fit. Joe Flacco doesn't have anything to prove to anybody because he's won a Super Bowl. He's been the guy, like you said. He's He has put himself into a conversation of, is he an elite quarterback or is he not an elite quarterback? Nobody says that about Case Keenum. And I think most people will tell you they don't think that Joe Flacco's an elite quarterback. But the one thing that he is, is he he's a Super Bowl champion, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback, a guy who has commanded respect in another team's huddle. And so I think he, he brings him, himself into the Broncos with that confidence that somebody like him can have. Whether that will translate onto the field or not, I don't really know. You know, I hope so. I think they've got a. I I think they've got a good coaching staff, uh, and we're pretty excited about it. And I think that he could be a, a a solid football player. And with the defense that's being built on the other side of the ball, he's going to be able to breathe a little easier as the quarterback because some of those mistakes that he might make just by being in a new uniform and a new stadium and having some of those you know young guys around him and 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 a new system in in Denver, they're going to be mitigated, I think, by the fact that the defense is going to correct those mistakes by creating mistakes for the other team's offense. So there's a there's a, a sense that things are on the upswing in Denver right now, at least in my, in my opinion. I'm sure you can find a lot of people out there that think that Denver is is 
you know, collapsing on themselves. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But no, I think, I think Joe Flacco being with the Broncos, he may not be an elite quarterback, but he is, like you said, the guy. And that's something that I think that this offense needs is somebody who can step in and say, look, this is my team. Let's go. And with me, I, ever since the trade, I have said that it's just the first piece. Let's see the other moves that, that Elway adds to the 2019 puzzle. And he's added some great pieces, and we'll get into that. But I'm getting excited about Joe Flacco because of the way that I saw him conduct himself in that news conference and the things that he said. As a former athlete, when I see somebody step up and you can see that determination, you can see that fire, and you can see that confidence, that's going to rub off on other people. And I think what happened to him in Baltimore, and even he said that if what has happened to him in the past is his determination, then that's going to rub off. It's going to weigh in a way that it's going to, it's not going to last. It's not a lasting way to be a great player. You got to have that internal drive. It's got to come from within you and wanting to be great. It's, and I think some other, I think fans are, are starting to buy into that as well, that, yeah, I, I, he can be the guy because he has been the guy. And I think in this offense, when you pair him with with Rich Scangarello, which is a similar offense to the one that he ran with Kubiak, it's going to be different. But you add the defense and you add the coaching staff. I think it's clear, and I've said this, you've said it, John Elway is all in on this team, not only competing in the AFC West, but in the AFC. And the way Joe Flacco played before he got hurt, he was playing really well before he got hurt. Yeah, so he it's was, not he like he hasn't done it. So it's just it, it, it's exciting again. It's it, it's fun to not talk about a quarterback controversy. It's fun to not talk about a head coach who shouldn't be the head coach. It's fun to not talk about a quarterback and trying to convince ourselves that he's going to be the quarterback. It's exciting that let's see what happens. That it, it it doesn't feel forced. That's the whole point that I'm trying to get at with Flacco and and where the Broncos are going with this 2019 season is it doesn't feel forced. And that's what it's felt like the last three years. That's a that's a great way to say that. Uh, ever since Peyton Manning retired, right? We we just talked about Peyton Manning and his you know, his, his sort of glorious run in Denver. Well, ever since he retired after winning the Super Bowl in 2015, everything has, I don't want to say it's been downhill, but that word that you use, that forced word, right? There was this idea that they were going to be just as good without Peyton Manning as they were with Peyton Manning. Cause he was on, you know, sort of a, the downside of his career. And that last season of his was, was pretty awful. I think it's safe to say. And so it was sort of this forced notion that they're still going to be good. You know, Mark Sanchez is going to come in and carry the team. Well, then he didn't even make the team, and it was going to be Paxton Lynch, and then they didn't play Paxton Lynch. And Trevor Simeon was going to be good. He's the heir apparent. He's the arm of the gods. And then it was this this forced notion all the way through. And 
there really was nothing that that Elway could do as far as like free agents and 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 drafts and things like that 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 was going to fix anything. And you end up with with Vance Joseph as the coach and this leader of men BS that they got bandied about and and some of some of the the stuff that happened over the last couple of years with him as the as the head coach. The, that word is perfect. It was just everything was forced. This doesn't feel forced, but it feels forceful. Okay, it feels purposeful. And the, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add in something here that I think is important. When you look at what John Elway has done over the last few weeks or the last few days in, in free agency, last week and then in, and then after you know before we recorded last week and then after we recorded last week, John Elway started free agency pretty slow because he didn't sign anybody right away on the first day of free agency. But then, as the day moved on, he picked up Kareem Jackson and Juwan James. And that was that was good. And then you said something before we started recording that I think is a perfect description of this. We got done, we recorded, we got done, and then that weekend, the Broncos signed Bryce Callahan. And that is the move that put everything over the top. That's the move that took people like me who were still a little apprehensive. I think most people in Broncos country were saying, okay, yeah, you got these two guys. That's fine. Okay, this is a good free agency class. The defensive backfield is now as solid as it could possibly be. And you've got a right tackle. I think John Elway, at least on paper, and I think that it's safe to say you have to include that, John Elway on paper knocked it out of the park with these three signings and, and Bryce Callahan, like you said, he's the, he's the guy that puts it over the top. He's the guy that makes everybody in Broncos country go, Oh, it's going to be a pretty good defense. Nice job, John. And I think it's time that the secondary get a new nickname because I've seen a lot of no fly zone 2.0. And even Bryce Callahan said that, yeah, but we want our own attitude. So I posed a couple of options to you. And the one that I think fits perfectly because it ties into the way that Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel want their secondary to play, the Mile High Hit Squad. And it also ties into the Mafia, which it seems like it's running rampant since Fangio is considered the godfather and all the all the Italianos now coaching with the Broncos. Italianos. <laughs> and how everyone it seems like you need oh. to have you need to end your name with a vowel to to be able to coach or play for the Broncos. So I, I to me, the nickname for this secondary has to be the Mile High Hit Squad. Yeah, you know, I've I've done a little thinking about that because you know, you you sent me the question. I you know, I came up with what the, the syndicate. I kinda like the syndicate because that's that's a little less um obvious. Um, what was what was the other one? There was the Hit Squad. There was the Syndicate. Um, I, I thought about Murder Inc. That kind of stuff. But I almost feel like what what's going to happen is that they're going to get out onto the field and they're going to earn a nickname. And I think the Hit Squad is a, a great place to start. But but I really do think that they are going to earn a nickname because of the way that they play on the field. I mean, let's just face it. The reason the No Fly Zone was called the No Fly Zone is because they didn't give up passing yards. Nobody scored any any touchdowns on that secondary, and they didn't give up any passing yards. And they were 
They were legitimately one of the best defensive backfields in the history of the game. And they and they knew it. Every time they went on the field, they were the best unit on the field. And so the no-fly zone just fit with what they were doing. I'll be curious to see if they, you know, sort of take on that that role or that that mantra of um of the hit squad, which I think is a, a good nickname, or if they if they end up sort of falling into another place. I, I love nicknames. I think it's great. I hope they I hope they I hope they crush people. You know, I hope that they actually do some pretty big hitting and then they'll fit right into that. Well, the reason that I I think it's perfect is because it pays homage to two of the best hitting safeties in the history of football and Dennis Smith and Steve Atwater. So Steve Atwater is a part of the organization. He's involved in the fan involvement, fan engagement. He's also part of Origin Blue 760. So he is the smiling assassin, right? It's it ties into exactly the way that this this secondary is going to play, not just Chris Harris Jr., Kareem Jackson, and Bryce Callahan, but Justin Simmons and Will Parks. They both lay the wood on guys. It's the way Vic Fangio wants them to play. So to me, it's perfect, and it pays homage to the past. So from henceforth, it's the Mile High Hit Squad. I like it. I like it. Well, what we're going to do right now with the Mile High Hit Squad is we're going to plop out this ad real quick and expect it to perform. Um, And then, you know, we'll be back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. Uh, great ad. That was. I'm going to buy that or listen to it. I think whatever it is. It should have um, been a Mile High Hit Squad ad. Yeah, that would be cool. We should, we should try and figure that out. Um, I want to I want to go back to something sort of. I'm not really. I guess I'm not going back to it, but I want to bring it up. And it's this idea that has been uh, permeating throughout the NFL in recent weeks about John Elway's ability to I don't know GM. I suppose as a general manager, is is John Elway any good as, at his job? And um, you know, we talked about Peyton Manning being brought in by John Elway, and and people give uh, Peyton Manning more credit than they do John Elway for that 2014 free agency class with Aqib Tlaib and, and DeMarcus Ware. And it's interesting because if you look at that and then you look at what happened this year, I think it, it actually shows that John Elway knows what he's doing when he's putting together a football team. There's just only so much you can do. And the, and the big, you know, sort of knock on him is his inability to find a quarterback. You know, finding a quarterback isn't like going to the grocery store and, and picking out a carton of eggs where you just open it up and go, oh, there's a broken one and they're not going to take that one. You actually have to evaluate the talent and then that talent has to pan out. And there there's mental, physical, there's, there's all kinds of aspects. There's so many variables. And so it's not an exact science. And, and I think he got burned with the Paxton Lynch pick. I think he got burned with Trevor Simeon. And Case Keenum was the guy who he brought in to sort of I don't know, bridge the gap or, or, or something. And, and Case Keenum ended up not being the Case Keenum of Minnesota. 
And so he takes a lot of hits, right? John Elway as a, as a GM has taken his lumps because of his inability to find a quarterback. But I actually tweeted this out. Maybe he can't find a quarterback because he was just a great quarterback, but he finds really good defensive backs. And he's really good at finding the cornerback. Maybe as a great quarterback, he's just better at evaluating cornerbacks because that's who he was always up against. And so, you know, maybe by that logic, he needs to have uh, Champ Bailey come in and, and evaluate quarterbacks for him. I don't know. That's, you know, or, or Louis Wright could come in and do that. You're, you're, you pick your Bronco great on that one. But John Elway has gone out this offseason during this free agency period. And I think, in, in my opinion, on paper, I'm going to say on paper because you never know what's going to happen on the field when the season starts. But on paper, he has again proven that he's actually pretty good at his job. When you couple that with the coaching staff that he has paired with Vic Fangio, and I think Vic Fangio is the one who probably hired this coaching staff, but the first piece to that was was Vic Fangio. That's what I think makes fans excited is because, as we've said from the very beginning, you can tell the guy loves to teach. You can tell he loves to get get deep into the details and – I mean, that whole death by inches. And that's what gets me so excited. I mean, there is another video, <clears throat> excuse me, on on uh, the Broncos Twitter feed about him touring Broncos Stadium at Mile High for the first time. And he said that his goal is to make the players better on the field and off the field. It's the latest example of why Vic Fangio gets people so excited. It's the complete antithesis of Vance Joseph, who all was all he was good for was a good soundbite and a and nice good practice and, and a nice meme here and there and, and a fun gif, right? Or gif? Is it gif or gif? Gif. Okay, but the guy who invented him says it's a gif. Well, he's wrong. <laughs> Love that. How can you be the inventor of something and give it a name and then be wrong about what the name is? Because you don't know English. Well, no, G I makes a soft J sound, right? Like a J. It's GIF. Yeah, GIF. Or is it a GIF? See, I got confused. Yeah, see, I won because you I got confused. confused you. <laughs> no. It's a GIF. Is it a GIF? It's a, you know what it is. It's a little video thing that plays over and over again. So that you can make fun of things. What's great is that if you want a gif of Vic Fangio, all you got to do is get ones of the Godfather. That's true. That's true. So, you could make them an offer they can't refuse, I suppose. I think I see what you did there. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's what gets me excited is Vic Fangio and this coaching staff. And because you think about Vic Fangio, who's going to be able to man the outside linebackers, which is his specialty. Ed Donatel, who's going to coach the whole – he's the defensive coordinator, will help out with the secondary along with Ronaldo Hill. You still have Bill Kolar. Mike Munchak is the offensive line coach. Rich Scangarello is, I think, the unknown because you're not really sure what the offense is going to look like. But it's going to probably mimic Kyle Shanahan's and Mike Shanahan's and Gary Kubiak's and so on and so sure. forth. The tree. But I think 
with this free agency class, I think it's his third best. I think the first was Peyton Manning. I think the second was Demarcus Ware, Keep Talib, TJ Ward, and Emmanuel Sanders. And I think this one is his third. I think it's his third best. And I think it has potential to match that class of 2014. Yeah, I agree. So it's it, it just it, it 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 really is exciting. And I, I think the key now is it opens up so many possibilities for the draft because prior to Joe Flacco, it seemed like everyone was, well, they're going to have to either take a quarterback at 10 or they're going to trade up to get a quarterback. Now I think they're going to go with best player available. They're going to stand pat at 10 and who I think there is going to be a great player that falls to them at 10, whether it's on the level of Bradley Chubb falling to five, there's potential because there's already talk of Quinn and Williams from Alabama. Oh, you wanted me to say it. Yeah. Alabama. <laughs> Sorry. Who, who's I was considered. I was uh, like, are you going to say it? Say it. Do you not know where he's from? I didn't want to just step all over your toes. I should have. I'm, I'm sorry. My bad. There's already talk of him dropping. Can you imagine Quentin Williams with Vic Fangio in the middle? Because that's that's what they've missed since Malik Jackson went, went to Jacksonville. Sure. Yeah. So I there is going to be a great player. It may not be Devin White. I don't think Devin White's going to get past Tampa Bay. But Devin Bush is another Vic Fangio linebacker, three-down linebacker, athletic. Yeah. In the mold of Danny Trevathan, maybe a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. Or Quentin Williams or Ed Oliver. Or if he's there, Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins. Mm, Dwayne Haskins would be my preference of the two quarterbacks there. You You know how I feel about that. He's the best quarterback in this draft. And if you wanted to get some sort of indication of where the Broncos might go with a number 10 pick five weeks out from the draft, and you went to Mike Kliss, this is what he said in his story on Wednesday. At this point, it would be a surprise if the Broncos took a QB with their number 10 overall pick. Flacco is their guy, and the team has too many other starter needs. However, it would also be a surprise if the Broncos didn't take a quarterback before the draft concludes then again you never know with broncos general manager john elway especially when the draft is still five weeks away so if you're looking for any kind of headway on where the broncos will go at number 10 you're probably more confused than you were before i read that yeah so I actually said this to you before we started recording. I think that that is the most uh, Reagan thing he's ever said. And one of the things, if you don't know who Ronald Reagan is, he was the president of the United States from you know 1981 to 1989. And uh, he was the master of saying a whole bunch of stuff and not saying anything at all. He could, he could just talk. And eventually he'd get done and you'd be like, yeah. Wait, what? Did he just say any? He didn't say anything. I think that's. I think maybe that's what Cliss was going for because he literally just said nothing, and he didn't say it. He wrote it, but still, he, there was nothing in that. I you think never it know. I think it highlights that they are going to go best player available. However, the board falls, and I've been saying this 
ever since word came of the Flacco trade, that they are going to draft best player available. They're not pigeonholed into anything. They're going to let the board fall where it, where it may. And if Quinn and Williams falls, if Oliver falls, if, if Devin White gets past Tampa Bay, if Devin Bush is there, if it's Haskins or if it's Locke, speaking of which, it was reported that both of those quarterbacks are going to have visits with the Broncos. So Haskins is scheduled to visit the Broncos and Drew Locke is going to have a pre-draft visit with the Broncos. I think that's like the 50th time they're going to meet (laughs) with Drew Locke. They really need to keep meeting with Drew Locke. You know, it's interesting, though. All of the stuff that you've just said about the draft is set up by the success that John Elway had in this free agency class in his ability to fill some of those holes that were were pretty glaring, right? Um, his this free agency class, the way that John Elway and Vic Fangio went about, you know, signing guys and finding guys to fit their schemes and 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 that will make sense on this team, it did exactly what you just said. It did. It opened up the draft. The draft is now wide open to the Denver Broncos. They can do whatever they want. If they stand pat at ten and take best player available, that's exactly what they should do. If they want to trade back and, and go draft capital, I, I wouldn't hate that either because they could start building draft capital and start looking towards the future uh, and and maybe looking far enough into the future for me to be happy about the 2021 draft. We'll see. That's I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But how about How about if the pick before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick? And I think Tampa picks seventh. Is that right? I think that's right. I would have to look that one up, but it sounds right to me. So it – if Devin White is there at six, okay, does John Elway move four spots up to get Devin White and keep him from going to Tampa? Ooh. Well, I guess you know what? To me, that's all about what you get in return or what you what you're giving up, I should say. Because you're obviously giving up your the 10th pick in the draft. And then what are you giving up? Is it a, a later round pick in 2019? Is it a late round pick in 2020? Is it a late round? Is it is it an early round pick in 2020? So, I'd say it's a mid round pick in 2020. See, now that that to me might be worth it to to trade up and get your guy if he's your guy, and you know you want him, a mid round pick next year, and the tenth pick this year for the guy that you absolutely know you want. Why not? As long as you're not giving up anything that's that's too valuable, of course. I think that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, we're not talking about trading Von Miller here because that's ridiculous. No, we're not the fan. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just want to I just want to get that out there. We are we are not talking about trading Von Miller because we don't say stupid things. That's not true. We say stupid things all the time, just things that aren't that stupid. I guess Sorry. that's a good thing. <laughs> Is it? I think so. We're not professionals. Well, are we? Are we semi-pro? We're doctors. We're just practicing. We stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. Oh my gosh! How far down the rabbit hole are we going to take this? Probably not as far as last week when we were talking about tennis. You know, I, my dad, the old man. Really appreciated that segment. He thought that our tennis conversation. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. I think it was the beginning. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.